Hello and welcome to the Wonderlust Life Podcast. My name is Sarah Jade and each episode I will be interviewing one of your favourite travelling tribes. They will share their story on why they decided to travel, how they travel and offer so many valuable tips and advice and showcase what is truly possible when living life on the road. My hope is that this podcast will help take out the overwhelm and the guesswork when you are preparing to travel Australia. Whether that be your short trip, your big lap, or your full-time life on the road, you will discover absolutely everything you need to know about travelling Australia and living the Wonderlust life. Today, we have Beck from Strawn Fam in a Caravan. Her partner, Chris, and their three kids are currently travelling Australia. How are you, Beck? I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Thank you so much for your time. I know you guys had to um, do a big drive over the last sort of 12, 24 hours into Carnarvon. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We've pulled into Carnarvon this morning. So yeah, we've got a couple of nights here to reset and then we're on our way north again. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're the Strawn fam in a caravan and you're traveling with your partner, Chris, and your three kids. So tell us a bit more about yourselves. Yeah, so we're a family of five. Um, There's Chris and myself and then our three kids who are about to have birthdays. So they'll be 11, 9 and 7. Mm -hmm. And we set off in January for a lap. Um, and we've got 12 months at this point uh, from our jobs, away from our jobs. Yep. And yeah, we've been on the road since January and just enjoyed um, getting out and about and seeing something new for us, getting out of our home state. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so what was the, the main driving force for you guys to, to pack up and, and hit the road and travel for 12 months? So we did, um, at the beginning of 2020, so pre-COVID, mm-hmm. we did a trip away for about four or five weeks and we went to Tasmania for that time. Mm-hmm. And for each of us, I think it was just a really great time of um, being together as a family and enjoying the lifestyle of traveling. Mm. If you've been to Tasmania and done travel there, it's so friendly for free camping and low-cost camping. And so that was a really good introduction for us into what could be. Mm-hmm in traveling um, more permanently. Yep. And so when we got home, we just had this real desire to go again. And that stayed with us right through um, 2020. Yep. And we made plans throughout that year to go, which I guess was difficult because we weren't sure whether they would come to fruition or not. Mm. But we, yeah, we stuck with that. And our goal was to get away uh, at the beginning of 2021 and we managed to do that. Within that within that 12 months in 2020, what sort of things were you preparing? Like what what are you travelling in? What, what caravan have you got? What car you've got? Um, what were some of the things that you had to prepare before you could uh, hit the road? Great question. We travelled Tasmania in a smaller van. It was a Monarch. Crusader, I think it was called, Mm -hmm. and uh, that one had double bunks, but we were putting down the table um, for our little guy every night, Mm. putting that up and down, and we realised that for us to do a year, that 
that wasn't really feasible. And so we had started looking when we returned from Tasmania at getting a different van. And yeah, we looked at quite a few and really we were just looking in the secondhand market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And quite an interesting thing happened at that point. I know there's such an inflation on caravans now, but Mm. the time that we were looking, people were really um, panicked by COVID and trying to offload vans. And Mm. so we found quite a few vans were really good value um, for what you got. And so we actually ended up with a um, Jayco Starcraft Outback. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've loved that band, Triple Bunks, which helps us with the kids. They've all got their own allocated space and, um, the ensuite and everything just makes it easy for us traveling full time. Yeah. Perfect. You got to have the ensuite, right? <laughs> Especially us women. Definitely helps. <laughs> <laughs> we need a toilet. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And so what are your, t- what are you towing with the van with? Turbo Diesel 100 Series Land Cruiser. That's um, both Chris and I, that's our dream car. We've had petrol um, 100 Series before, but we were really keen for the Turbo Diesel. Yeah. 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 And I know we've been chatting um, prior to this episode and you've invested a bit of money into yourselves to be able to survive off-grid and be self-sufficient to save money in the long run. So just tell us a little bit about that. Probably more Christmas department, but I like to say I've learned a lot by listening carefully. Uh, We added a few things to the car before we left. We were fortunate that the car we had uh, already had... um, improved suspension and braking and everything like that. So we were able to get a DVM upgrade before we left mm-hmm. uh, so that we're within our towing limit. We also uh, added um, some simple things like a roof rack and a drawer system for the car just to make that easy with our fridge and everything within the vehicle. Yep. And we also um, spent a bit of money adding the uh, Telstra Cellfire Aerial, which has been a real game changer for us just in having mm. uh, maps available and things like that on the road. So yeah, that's I think that's awesome. most of yeah. Yeah, well, you know, when you're out remote, um, sometimes that's the difference between us having sort of one bar or having full bars. Um, so it's it's quite handy when we're driving. It's not attached to our van, which I know some people have um, installed them on their caravan as well, so that when they're stationary, they've got them. But ours is connected to um, the car itself. Yeah, we actually did the same thing. Um, we had one connected to the front of our um, our Toyota Hilux, which was amazing because uh-huh. I have an online business, so I was able to, you know, keep working wherever we were, even if it was quite remote. Um, we still had that really good connection and service. Yeah, absolutely. And that's important. People are doing that on the road more and more, having ways of um, funding themselves and keeping themselves going. So if you can have those little tools and tricks to keep you going wherever you are that's great yeah perfect and you've got your bcf half price tent (laughs) for (laughs) for the off beaten track so um you've got that sorted and you know we we did sort of chat about caravan parks and and you know there are some expensive parks out there um but there is also um discounts which you can take advantage of so talk to us about the the talk discount um that you guys can or you guys are taking advantage of as well in the park yeah so we we don't stay at a lot of caravan parks personally because mm. we really love um, getting into those free camps and low-cost camps and we find that most uh, of the other travel families that we meet, that's where we're catching up with them as well because we've got that like-minded sense of saving money but also being out of, I guess, 
the main towns and main attractions. But mm-hmm. inevitably, uh, there are places where you need to stay in a van park or you might want to catch up on washing and all of those things. So mm-hmm. we, before we left, um, had heard about travelling Australia with kids mm-hmm. and looked into that and it's a very low-cost membership and then once you've paid that one-off cost, you have not only discounts at some participating caravan parks but also some attractions around Australia have also joined up. So when you um, go onto their website, you can see all of the things that you get discounts for. But generally with the caravan parts, uh, if you show them your um, talk number, mm-hmm. if they're a participating caravan park, you get two nights free for the kids. Oh, wow. So, you know, when kids are sometimes between 5 and $10 each mm. extra on top of your cost, um, that usually ties us by to do two nights at a, at a talk caravan park and then we know that the kids aren't being paid for and then we can move on again. We've reset yep. and we can move on. Yeah, perfect. And that's it. Those those caravan parks are great for, for what you said, doing the washing and just plug in, plugging into some power for a while um, mm. and it's great that um, Talk have offered those um, discounts for travelling families. So it's just Absolutely. a matter of going onto the website and, and having a look and seeing what they offer and, and join up. Is that right, Beck? Yeah, yeah, it's a one-off cost. I believe it was forty dollars, but um, don't don't quote me on that. Yeah. But it's um, very user-friendly, and then they've also got an Instagram account and hashtag where you can join that community of families that are traveling, and mm-hmm. you'll find that uh, there's a lot of people following along with that as well. Now, you guys are taking twelve months off um, from your previous jobs. So, what were you doing prior to traveling? Um, and how were you able to take 12 months off? So Chris and I are both school teaching. Um, Chris has been teaching for oh, maybe 16 years without without stopping and I had about seven years off when we had our children and then I've been teaching again for the last four or five years. Yep. So uh, school teaching is a wonderful job for travel and so we've had all those great school holidays to have smaller adventures with Mm. our kids and yeah thankfully our um, employer was super supportive of us heading away and we took leave without pay from from our job and have 12 months to to explore. Amazing it's so great that you can do that. Now being teachers though are you educating your kids on the road? What sort of um, platform are you guys using? <laughs> Great question. Are we educating our children on the road? You know what? The road educates our children. 100%. For us would be the yep. first thing that I had to say there. Yes. Um, the experiences that they're having, the places that they're going, the real life uh, learning is just incredible. And so, you know, I, I remember as a teacher having other families that went away maybe for a term or, or for a longer time and. I would always encourage them and just say, what you're doing is just so supportive for the classroom. Mm. It is beyond what I can do with them here. Mm. You are taking them out into the real world. And, you know, I remember saying that so many times, but then now that we're doing it, it is so true. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've just watched our children flourish and Mm. and their learning grow naturally, you know, within the natural things that they're doing. However, uh, yes, we do still have, curriculum that we are following we were actually granted by our principal a 100 day exemption from enrollment Mm -hmm. so this is something that you can apply for and 
uh, I know in New South Wales, your principal can grant you either 50 days, which is approximately a term, or 100 days, mm-hmm. which is a semester. And so this comes down to uh, the principal granting that and then any further um, additional days would be having to go higher than that. But our principal granted us 100 days and so we've just taken along our own literacy and numeracy curriculum. Mm-hmm. I'm a primary school teacher, so yep. I was able to gather things that were suitable for each of my children's grade level, mm-hmm. and we've just used that quite loosely, and yep. um, yeah, anything else, history, geography, um, sport, that's, that's what we're living and doing and seeing every day. And I love that, you know, the first part that you, you said, and that's coming from yourself as a teacher and, you know, learning on the road um, is a phenomenal experience for your kids. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So you're in WA at the moment. Um, where? So you've left New South Wales, you've gone through SA and now you're in WA. So what do you think your favourite spots have been so far? Tough question, I must because we've seen some beautiful sights. Uh, South Australia, I think we really underestimated the beauty of South Australia and I think partly because of COVID and our our rush to get to WA, we Mm. really saw South Australia as a um, bit of a transit. You know, we were going to get through South Australia to get to our goal. Um, But we were really pleasantly surprised. We spent uh, about five or six weeks in South Australia in the end mm-hmm. and loved the Air Peninsula, loved um, Paluby Beach. We spent almost a week on Paluby Beach, which is a low-cost camp at mm-hmm. $10 a night and you camp right on the sands, just absolutely beautiful, beautiful spot. So that would have been our favourite in South Australia or my favourite. Yep. Uh, WA, wow, you are just spoiled spoiled for choice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Esperance and particularly the beaches around there. I think as you come in and that's um, what you hit first if you head for the, the southern region, you just get spoiled with this amazing clear water and white sand and yeah, we found all of that stunning. Uh, and it doesn't even do it justice. You know, you walk down onto some of those beaches like Twilight Beach yeah. or others in the Grand National Park and um yeah, just, just stunning. You're blown away. So Margaret River region as well. Is there any other favourite spots you've been to so far? Yeah, well, Margaret River was beautiful. I think we spent a lot of money there that you're, you're spoiled with wineries and breweries and <laughs> yep. the good life. Yeah. Um, so we did spend uh, almost four weeks in total around Margaret River and Buckleton region yep. and just um, really, yeah, saw a lot of that. And beautiful coastline there as well but you've also just got this gorgeous um inland sort of growing section mm-hmm. around Nanup and Bridgetown and all of that mm. so we really love that that southwest in particular mm-hmm. beautiful yeah um so four weeks um in that region and you said you you know you ate your way around and drank your way around <laughs> so I'm going to kind of segue now through to how you guys are actually uh, funding your trip how how are you able to travel for 12 months you are on unpaid leave so so how do you make it happen yeah so for us um I guess the first part was uh having the car and the van and so that came from our savings and we sold our second car before we left and and sold some other things as we packed up mm. 
our house. Uh, and then we have um, some investment properties. So mm-hmm. that's been a keen interest of Chris's for some time. And we were able to rent out our own house as well. So the rental income is really what's um, subsidising our trip mm-hmm. and, and some savings. And let me tell you, you do dip into savings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but interest rates are so low at the moment and so having that rental income has, has really been um, the key for us. Yep. Chris did register in Western Australia for his teaching number and may still pick up a day or two, but we haven't actually okay. um, done that yet. We just haven't stayed in one spot quite long enough to, to settle in. Yep. However, he was offered two full-time positions because Western Australia are really, really after teachers, uh, similar to Northern Territory, I think. They mm-hmm. Especially in the remote communities, they they go through teachers quite uh, quite frequently. Yeah. Okay. So is that something you might look into further down the track? Maybe stopping somewhere for a while and and getting more of a permanent position, or possibly. But I think our goal for this twelve months that wasn't really what we set out yeah. to do, and yeah. at this stage we haven't needed it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we wanted to extend our travel, sure, that would be a really great way for us as teachers to be able to pick up work and and do that along the way. Yeah, fantastic. So if you were doing all this all over again, preparing and and getting ready to start travelling, what would be your best tips that you could offer anybody in that position? Yeah, well, we, we, I still feel, are quite new to this, but um, we are very minimalist in general. So Mm -hmm. we were already quite minimalist at home. And I think the caravan life, if it teaches you anything, it teaches you to be minimalist and to understand that less is more. You really, you don't need the things that you think you need and you can really survive with the bare minimum. And so we sort of set out like that with our van and, and set it up with just what we thought we would need, nothing extra mm-hmm. and uh, especially making sure that the things that you have can have more than one use where possible yeah uh, so you know with the kids things making sure that uh, if they've got things on their bed that might be their toys they can also use the box there as something to lean on um, and, and coloring and, and do things like that I one of my hacks that I thought of at the beginning was my kids love to have a second pillow but I wasn't really keen on having having a second pillow and so we weren't sure on bedding as we knew we'd sort of be in mostly warm climates but having um woolen dunas I thought we can take those by folding them up and making that the second pillow so Mm -hmm. you know having all of those little different things uh, definitely help in in a small space when you're living in a small space yeah for sure uh I have a Dymo labeler, which I love. So I've labeled where everything goes in the van so that if you take it out, you know exactly where it goes back in. And yep. that routine and habit, I think, really helps as well because you, you are in a small space. So knowing that everything has a spot yep. and that it will go back to that spot is good for consistency, but just good because you know that you don't add extra things because they might not have a home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love that. I love that idea. In general, with our travels, we we haven't always booked. Tasmania was that first experience for us for a longer trip, and we didn't book a single night. Uh, we only stayed two nights in a caravan park in Tasmania. The mm-hmm. rest of the time was free or low cost camping, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, we just love being able to just move when we wanted to. We found uh, that, you know, we'd intended to go down to a place called Deeds Town and only stay one night. And we ended up staying five. Mm. And I think having that flexibility is just amazing. And that's been something that we've missed a little bit here in Western Australia. And so that's been a different way of traveling for us, but we're still enjoying it. We're still loving it, but it does mean that we've got more of a time constraint put on us at times. Yeah. And I know one of your highlights has been meeting like-minded travelers. And, you know, when you do meet up with other traveling families, they often suggest places that they've been to and and that's maybe somewhere you haven't even thought of. So, um, yeah, it's good to have that flexibility so you can just, you know, travel on over to that place and if someone recommends somewhere you can go over there so um, yeah having that flexibility is great. Yeah absolutely and I think that was key for us we met two really wonderful travel families on Paluby Beach Mm. and they were doing an anti-clockwise well they were actually in their second year but going anti-clockwise and so they'd just done all of this region of Western Australia where we were heading and they did. They sat us down with the road atlas and yep. marked out all the points where we should visit and then others where they said, this would be really busy, you should book. And that was great, great advice. We really benefited from their advice. Yeah, fantastic. I love the travelling family community. Um, yeah, it's so fun and, and positive and, and a great community, mm. to, community to be a part of. So any other highlights to, to finish off, Beck, so far? Oh, look, we um, we decided to do Dirk Hartog Island. And so that was something that had been put on our radar by the same family uh, on Paluvi Beach. And I think Chris just kept that in the back of his mind, but it wasn't something we thought we would do. And that's where our BCF bargain tent yep. came in. <laughs> uh, we left our swags and our tent at home mm-hmm. and decided not to bring them because of weight. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, when we decided to do Dirt Car Talk, it was actually only um, two weeks out from going. And so we ducked into Perth and grabbed a tent and just did it. And I'm so pleased that we did because it was definitely a little bit out of our comfort zone. We've camped forever, but having been in a caravan for the last couple of years, yep. uh, it was definitely a learning curve and definitely swapping things over from caravan to just in the car and what we could carry was was tricky but if you get opportunities to do things like that absolutely go for it because Dirk Hartog Island was just an absolute highlight for our mm, trip amazing just beautiful sounds great sounds yeah. amazing well thank you so much for um taking time out to have a chat with me today if anybody wants to go over to um Chris and Beck's Instagram it's Strawn Fam in a Caravan um to have a look at all their amazing photos and and tra- and follow along with their travel journey and Chris has a separate page as well doesn't he Beck? he does he's got a page uh called where is the green hat okay there you so, go <laughs> yeah you can head along there as well for a bit of fun and shenanigans <laughs> amazing so if you've got any questions feel free to reach out to either chris or Beck. anything um you know in terms of schooling or where they've been or any other tips and advice um yeah that you feel that they can help you with um feel free to reach out to them i know they'd be absolutely um you know more than happy to help 
Yeah, for sure. That would be great. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been great to chat with you. You're welcome. Well, all the best for the rest of your travels. And um, I do look forward to chatting to you both again um, down, down the track. Sounds great. Thank you so much. This podcast was brought to you by My Life Health Happiness, helping you create a life with more freedom and choice and becoming the happiest and healthiest version of you.